Hey friends, I am here today with a very special guest, Candy Creech, and I want you to get out your notebook, get out your Bible, get ready for this podcast episode because we are talking about all things motherhood and parenting and scripture and the importance of getting in God's word and so much more in this podcast episode. Candy is a mother to older children who homeschooled them all throughout their school age years and she just has so much goodness to share with us about motherhood and about the truth that can be found in God's word. So let's do this jingle and dive into this incredible podcast episode. Are you overwhelmed by your never-ending to-do list? Are you tired of your schedule running you? Do you struggle to find balance or harmony between mom life and everything else that you have on your heart and on your plate? If you're here, you're likely a busy mama wearing multiple hats, the most important of which being child of God and mom simultaneously. You desire to live more intentionally, striving to be a good steward of all the gifts that God has given you, and you want more productively peaceful days. Welcome to the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, Jesus freak, mom blessed by adoption, wife, wonderluster, and your intentional living and biblical mindset coach. On this podcast, you will find abundant motherhood solutions that will set you free from the chaos, overwhelm, that never-ending to-do list, and help you create a schedule that actually works for you and your family. My mission is to help busy mamas just like you establish faithful foundations, live from purposeful priorities, and master your motherhood mindset. If you're here, you're ready to say yes to intentional, productive, and peaceful days in Jesus. So grab your cold brew and your planner or strap those kiddos into the car seat and let's jump into today's episode. I am here with Candy Creech today. She is a wife of 31 years to her high school sweetheart. She has two grown children, ages 23 and 18, and she has homeschooled her kids all through graduation whilst owning a home-based business and working as a children's director at church. She currently owns her business Renewed by Truth, where she's passionate about teaching women how to overcome limiting beliefs and create a life and business that honors God so they can make an eternal impact. Wow. What an intro. I can tell we're just like soul sisters here, Candy. Is there anything else that you would like to add to that bio? Um, well, first of all, when you read that in 31 years and the old kids, it makes me feel a little old. <laughs> so, And I love um, when I met you and we were chatting and um, just I love being around younger women and uh, just the energy that you guys bring to the table. And I remember those days of having the little kiddos running around and um, I know it's stressful, but I just want to say embrace it because they grow up and they leave you. So. <laughs> Right. Man, it's so funny that you say that because like when I look at you and I'm chatting with you, I don't feel like, you know, you're old. You're like, I feel old after hearing that. But like, I don't feel like there's this age gap between us, but obviously you're someone who, who has raised your kids. They're grown. They're, 
they're adults now technically. And so I know a lot of my listeners and myself are moms of littles. Like I have a almost five month old and a three, almost three and a half year old. And so my kids are itty bitty, whereas yours are grown. And I know you just have tons of wisdom and truth that you want to share with us today. And I'm ready to hear it. (laughs) So can you tell us a little bit, I mean, maybe even going back to when your kids were itty bitty or when you were, you know, in the throes and trenches of motherhood doing the children's director and owning a home-based business and homeschooling your kids. What was that season of life like for you? Well, it was a little bit crazy, (laughs) but um, I want to kind of start back to just thinking about, you know, homeschooling your kids and whether you're listening to this and you homeschool or not, um, it doesn't matter because God calls us to do all different kinds of things, right? He calls some women to stay at home. He full-time, he calls some women to work outside the home, some to send their kids to school, some to keep them at home. So I just, I just want you to understand that as we talk about like our own journeys, like there's no condemnation for whatever you're doing. Like that's what God called you to do. And um, I have a, a really good friend Uh, that's our pastor's wife. And she has always worked outside the home and she um, is over in an ER Mm -hmm. and that's her ministry though. That's where God called her because she has a huge ministry there. And so I just, I just want to be sure and put that out there first, but um, I do want to say, so I homeschooled my kids all the way through. um, And people ask me like, how did you do that? So I must've been crazy because I don't know what I was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and my kids have some funny stories for things that happened as uh, when they were younger. But I do want to say that if you choose that route, I just want to throw this in there real quick. Um, the relationship that we have now is pretty amazing. So my son is turning 23 actually this week. And he uh, just took on a full-time youth pastor position at a church. And my daughter is 18 and she's, she's, pretty amazing. She still lives at home. She just graduated with her associate's degree and she's in at the university and works um, part-time also. But the thing that I want to say about um, that relationship that we built from being able to spend so much time together was amazing. And lots of times people would ask me, why did you homeschool? And, And I would say, I just know God called me to do it, but I don't really know why, because I didn't know what the outcome was. And so whatever you're doing today, whatever God's calling you to do, I mean, that's the thing you have to remember, just walking in obedience to that, because you don't know the outcome. And if I would not have homeschooled, he may not be taking a position as a youth pastor. You know, it might have been a different path. And that may be what God had for him. And uh, and, and another thing that I think about, and I, I have some other things that I want to get into with you guys today. But another thing that I think about is, as moms, and I don't know how many of you out there, like you think, I just, I want to make a bigger impact for God. Like, I feel like I'm not doing enough. Like I'm going to do more for God. And I know I always felt that way for so long until I got to the age I am now. And I realized that the, the amazing things that he was going to do, he may not be doing through me, but he may be doing through my kids or my grandkids. And so when you are raising your kids in a godly way, and that's what you're focused on, then they may do huge things. And that may may have been God's plan all along. And so I was just, I mean, I've been thinking about that a lot lately when I, when I look at my kids and the things that they talk about, the things that they study and the things that they do, I thought, wow, I wish I would have known that when I was their age, 
but that I feel like that was God's plan for me to for me to be their mom. And then I feel like they're going to do be like these huge leaders for God. So, yeah, I love that. Um, So much wisdom already that you shared, like in the podcast. No, I already have like over a page of notes here. Um, I really love that, that you pointed that out at the very end, like that you want to do more for his kingdom, but he might be using you to essentially plant the seeds. Right. And then he might do them Mm -hmm. through your kids or your grandkids. And I was just at a baby shower recently uh, at church and they were sharing just like, what's the legacy that you want to leave your kids with? They're just encouragement towards new moms. And, you know, you look at this world and it's hurting and it's broken and there's so much pain in the world. And sometimes it can be scary bringing kids into the world or, or raising them up in this world. But one of the ladies had kind of mentioned along the lines of what you're saying is that, um, how do you know that God's not sending, you know, not the Messiah, but like sending these children into the world and placing them with us because of what they're going to do. And it just like goes back to what you were saying. You don't know the outcome. And so our role and our responsibility and our purpose right now is, is to honor the season that we're in and just be obedient to what God has for us right now and making sure that we are planting those seeds. We are leading the example for our kids that we are raising them in the truth with a capital T that is in God's word, making sure they're going to grow up to, to love and honor and serve him. And I just love that you had said that about your son, you know, just going off to, to do the work that he's doing now and how incredible that must be. And it makes me think of John, I don't know what it is, one fourteen or something like that. Um, where it says, I have no greater joy than this, but to see my children walking with the Lord and, it's like, wow, you must feel that now, right? We're all <laughs> yes. in the like, I hope, Lord, please. And you're like living it, right? Yes, yes. And I mean, I know that, yeah, I don't know what's in store for them. And, you know, as I was talking to him, I'll just share this. Um, he said, yeah, he's nervous. He said, God, he said, I think that I, I don't know that I can do this. And I said, that's good because you don't need to be doing it. God needs to be doing it through you. And I know that that may sound weird to some people, but it's so true because for so long I lived in my own strength. I think if I would have ever just gotten out of my own way and let God work through me, there's no telling what could have happened. But I, I held on so tight to that control and lived in my own strength. And and I wanted to share a little bit about that with you guys, because I think sometimes when we hear people or we see people sharing and doing different things. I think, wow, I'm going to be like them or I wonder how they got there. And um, the road for me to get here was a very treacherous one. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I was saved at a young age and I always loved God, but I really didn't start studying the Bible until I was in my late twenties. And it was after I had my son at 27 and um, my husband and I like really committed to getting involved in church and um, studying and we really wanted to raise our kids, you know, in the right way. And um, I spent a lot of those years really working so hard. I feel like I worked too hard. And um, I was telling Sasha, I, um, I homeschooled my kids. I run a home-based business because I mean, who can live on one income? Sometimes it's hard if you're not really great at it. Right. I, we were not great at it when we started. And um and then my husband and I stepped out to help start a church. And during that time, um, it was very, very difficult. 
And I spent, I mean, your kids are involved in all these activities. I'm trying to do all these things. And I had high blood pressure. I was so stressed out. I had to hire a housekeeper. I had to hire a personal assistant with my business because I could not do it all, but I was determined to do it all. And now when I look back after everything that I've been through, especially the last three years of just growing closer to God and um, letting go of some of the limiting beliefs I had, I realized that I was, I was trying to seek validation. Like all the things that I was doing, I didn't want attention and I didn't want recognition and I didn't really realize that's what I was doing, but I just wanted people to know that I was good at something and I could do everything. And I didn't feel validated by being a homeschool mom or stay at home mom, because sometimes people are not nice to you about that. They think that you have no value. They don't think you're smart. They don't think you're educated. Um, I think it is a little different now than when, what I went through, but if we can ever get something like that in our mind, then Satan is going to use it and he's going to continue just to dig that deeper and deeper and deeper and tell you that you're just not really worth anything. And so I think I did all these things because I wanted this persona of my life look perfect. I could do so, I could juggle so many things. I was good at so many things and, um, but I didn't even really realize I was doing that um, until I kind of got out of it and got some perspective on it. So I say that to tell you that whatever you're doing, whatever God has called you to at this season in your life, we all have seasons. And that's what we have to remember. And um, Sasha's, you know, she has little bitty ones. Um, that's a hard season. It's, it's, a, it's wonderful, but it's hard. And it's, mm-hmm. sometimes you get really, really tired, right? And so just remember that you're doing the most important thing. And if you will stay focused on God, and just walking in obedience to him and raising your kids that and like if you're, you know, with your spouse, just being there as a family, getting your priorities in order. I know Sasha, you know, her podcast is a lot about that, too. And I'm all about God ordained priorities. And you've got to keep those in line or you will get it will get all messed up. <laughs> you know. Right. But just remember that. That's the most important thing. And that's the highest calling wherever he has you right now. And what really made me realize that is in um, 2020, at the end of 2020, I stepped down as children's director at my church. I did not know what God had for me next. He, I knew he just was calling me to step down. And it was a great transition. Great person took over. Like Everything went so smooth. So it wasn't, I wasn't upset about anything. It was just, I knew God was calling me away from that, but it didn't know why. And it's so hard sometimes to walk in obedience. You don't know why, when you don't know what's next for me. And I felt for like, it was like a, um, like a death for me. I felt thrown away because he had nothing for me at the church after that. Like everything I tried to do, he would say, no, 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 for eight months. So I said, I felt thrown away and I said, God, what are you wanting from me? And he, he told me two things. He said, I'm calling you to rest, which I had never done since I was 16 years old. I don't think, you know, calling me to rest and calling me to draw near to him. And every time I would say, but God, what do you want me to do? He would say, draw near to me. I mean, every time it was just over and over and over. And so that's all I did. I just studied and I studied and I prayed and I grew and what he was doing during that time was working out things in me that I could, he couldn't work those out when I was so busy. And so that's what I just want to warn you about being too busy 
that you can't get perspective on your life and you can't hear from God. And what he worked out was seeking validation from others, only finding my worth in him. It didn't matter what anybody else thought of me. It didn't matter what they said to me. It didn't matter anything. It was just, I was already worthy because of what Christ did for me. And I didn't have to earn salvation and I didn't have to earn God's approval. And he wasn't disappointed in me. And he had to work all that out in me so he could take me to the next level in my life. And I feel like, and I, you know, after that, I kept praying, God, I just want to make a bigger impact, bigger impact. And he said, make an impact with every person I put in front of you. And I said, okay, so what does that mean? And so I watched, he just did amazing things. And I feel like he did it because I could finally hear from him. And I walked in real obedience to him that took a lot of faith because I just didn't know what was on the other side of any of this, you know? And so I just poured into anybody that come across my path and I would pray like, who is this? And I worked from home. So it's like, I don't see a lot of people in person, you know, and uh, it happened to be kids, uh, young adults that my kids brought home. Um, cause there was always kids or young adults at my house. So if they brought one home, I was going to pay attention. I was going to listen. I was going to talk to them. Um, and then it happened to be a team. I had a team of, um, with a, another company I had, I had a team of people and I started pouring into them biblical truth instead of what the world wants you to do, how the world wants you to do things and what the world says. And that was life changing for me. When I started doing that, I realized that I could grow my business. I could show up on social media. I could start a podcast and talk about exactly what God called me to. And I didn't have to be anybody else. So I'm going to stop for a minute. I feel like I've talked for a long time. (laughs) Candy, it was amazing. I am like, my, my hand is like trying to write as fast as you're sharing all of this wisdom. And I am like, man, it is just so good. And, um, I love even what you just said there at the end, make an impact in everyone God puts in front of you. And I'm like, yeah, for anybody who's like, what am I made for? What's my purpose? I want to have more of an impact, you know, for God and his kingdom. That's how like show his love, shine his light. And even just smiling at someone, listening to someone, you know, can, can have such an impact on their life. And you know, I, I became a believer. I went, I went to a church, um, the Mormon church for a few years in like, um, you know, childhood to, to young adulthood, adolescence kind of, um, but then, you know, didn't know the Lord prior, didn't really know the Lord there. I learned some, some, some biblical truths like John three sixteen and, and whatnot. And then, you know, most of my adulthood didn't know the Lord. And I became a believer because I had friends who shared scripture on their Facebook every day. Oh, wow. And that's just that's like, inspiring. Yeah. And it's like, that's a way that they were doing that, making an impact on everyone that God put in front of them. And so I think that just breaks down this idea and this weight of like purpose and calling to something so simple, because that's really what it is. The great commission go in and preach the gospel to all the nations. And, you know, I've read this quote multiple times. I don't even know if it's a quote, just people paraphrase it all the time, but essentially like you shouldn't, if you have to tell people that you're a Christian and like preach the gospel to them using words specifically, and they're not seeing it in your actions, 
then are you really preaching the gospel? Right. But if you're just able to, to show up and, and be that example for Christ, that's so huge. And, oh man, just going back to so much what you've said, like, yeah, limiting beliefs. Uh-huh. I started highlighting as I was like taking notes, but then <laughs> like now all of it's highlighted. Um, I love what you were talking about this, you know, switch of these limiting beliefs and worrying about what people thought and kind of this validation of like, I wanted people to know I was good at something or that I was doing something because of these beliefs that a stay at home mom, a homeschooling mom isn't doing something. And I really struggled with this in my young adulthood uh, because I was married, but I didn't have kids. And then my husband and I found out we were struggling with infertility and, you know, I had friends that had jobs and friends that had kids. And so I just had to show up and volunteer and volunteer and volunteer because I was carrying around this limiting belief that I wasn't a mom and I didn't have a job. And people would even make like snide comments of like, oh, Sasha can do that. She doesn't have a job, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I didn't have a job and I wasn't a mom. Therefore I had all the time in the world to just pour myself out and serve everyone else. And it really was like, I bent over backwards serving and showing up to a very unhealthy extent because I just wanted people to see that I was, I was doing something and that I was worth something, you know, and I never got Mm -hmm. that validation. And that just kind of led me deeper and deeper into this pit until, you know, I saw those, uh, Facebook posts and was in such a hurting space that I was like, okay, I, I really need Jesus now. I really want Jesus now. Um, and he really shattered all of that for me. Just like you were saying, he, he showed me that my worthiness and my identity and so much is in him and it's rooted in him. And now it, it is, you can come to that space where you're just like, okay, Lord, you can do, you can do that obedience because you trust him. And you know that where, wherever you're at in life, he has you. And so I love that you were talking about that rest too, because I feel like that's kind of like the perfect segue. These last like four or five months, God's had me in this season of rest and same thing. I'm like, Hey, I'm supposed to be taking this course on podcasting and God's like, nope. <laughs> well, can I take this course on, you know, redoing the planner? Nope. And and so many other things. And God has given me all of these downloads and all of this vision for the future, but he's asked me not to take action on any of that right now. And it's difficult for somebody who wants to show up and do, but from a place of, of service, right? And just being this high performance person. But he's shown me and, and he gave me peace at the at the beginning of the year saying, just because it's January 1st doesn't mean we're throwing this rest out the window. Like you've taken all this time to learn about rest and resting in me and being deeply rooted in him that now it's it's a lifestyle. We're not going to throw that out the window. Like rest needs to be incorporated. And so I love that you shared about the season of rest and just studying and praying and growing in God and allowing him to just uproot all of those old lies, right? And, and really have you fully step into this new creation in him, even though you've known him your whole life. Right. But it's just like, let me embody that with everything in me. So man, so much goodness. One other thing that you had said that I just absolutely loved was your encouragement towards moms. And, um, I'm just trying to find my notes about that there too, because you were saying, um, little, when you're a mom with littles at home, like 
you're doing the most important work. And he has you where he has you now is your highest calling. And to that, I am just yes. And amen. December of last year, my kids were sick for almost the entire month. I think there were four days of December that everyone was healthy and we were actually able to leave the home and do something. And I had so much peace throughout that season. Whereas I see moms whose kids get sick and then it just like, it takes everything out of them. But God was with me through that time and gave me so much peace because of this truth. He's like, nope, this is your most important work. If you did nothing else but be here to connect with and love on and support and nurture your children, that is the most important thing that I have for you. Yes. And I think yes. when we're able to hold on to that truth and it just sets us free. It gives us so much goodness and, and God will continue to bless that. And so I wanted to thank you for that encouragement too, because I think so many, so many moms, especially of littles really needed to hear that. Well, and what we have to remember is, you know, even when we have a relationship with God, if we're not staying in the, in the word every day, like if we're not seeking him every day, it's so easy for all the things of the world to come in. And then if you have, I mean, we, nobody has perfect lives, right? Like I went through a time in my marriage where um, my husband was suffering with depression, anxiety. I didn't really want to see that because that kind of scared me and I didn't know what to do. And, um, you know, it's just a really hard time. And I wanted my life to look perfect though. So I didn't tell anybody. I just sat in that all alone until finally one day I couldn't be alone anymore and I had to reach out. So when all these things are going on, um, Satan is going to use everything like that to get you so messed up and sidetracked. And so I just want to say lots of times as a mom, when we have little kids, especially if we stay at home, we, t- we want to isolate ourselves sometimes. And so I would say connect with other like-minded women, you know, and it don't have to be a huge group. It was always hard for me to make a lot of friends because they weren't, they didn't want to seek after God. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's been the thing with my grown children. It's like, I don't have many friends because I don't choose to do participate in those things. I said, baby, that's just the way it's going to be, but that's Mm -hmm. okay. God's going to send you what you need, but, but do seek out those friendships to support you. That was, you know, one thing that I wanted to say, but just remember that um, Satan is going to do everything he can to sidetrack you from, to sidetrack you from the most important things and to make you always doubt that you're, you're not enough. And that's what he does. He's like, but you're not doing enough, but this isn't important. You need to do something else, but you see someone's over there. They're doing this. You need to do that. Mm. So that's why you have to stay close to God and in the word, like every single day. And if you struggle with that, I know, I mean, I know Sasha does some things, um, you know, with coaching and different things for women, um, and if you are a stay at home mom and you can't go places, there are things out there that you can do. Um, I know I have a Facebook group and in it, I did a whole study on the gospel of John mm-hmm. and there's a video on each chapter. And so if you don't know how to study the Bible, um, you get distracted easily. I know I can get distracted too, because my mind always goes like all the time, but, um, that will help you. Like I have a workbook for you. All that's free to you. I teach you kind of how to study, how I study, how I learned. It don't mean it's the only way. It's not the only way, but I'll give you something to start with. And then I have a video on each chapter. And I think the gospel of John is such a great place to go because 
it's who Jesus is and what he did for you. Mm. And when we read that, there's power in it and the devil gets kind of (laughs) quiet. It's like we start saying those verses and everything and, um, you know, and just like just how much Jesus loves us. Like that's really what you get to see in the gospel of John. So I just wanted to share that with you. Like if you feel like, okay, you're saying this, but I don't know how to study. I don't know where to go. I need a community like Sasha and I both have communities, you know, and that's how I met her is through a community on Facebook. Right. So um, it's really a cool thing to be able to do that. nowadays. I didn't have that when my kids were little, you know, because they did. I mean, we had internet, but you know, it wasn't the social media thing when they were small. So I didn't have all that. Um, So I think it's really cool that everybody does now. Yes. I love it. And so much truth that you just shared. And like, I'm, we're going to have to make a list of those like lies that the enemy gives you, right. That you just Mm -hmm. rattled through when you were talking about he did everything he can to get you so sidetracked from the most important things by just, you know, planting all these seeds of doubt and discouragement. And, um, I I really loved what you had said there because I think that's one of the number one things that he wants to do is, is stall us and, and get in the way of our relationship with Christ and get in the way of our relationship with others. And I think that's one of his major tactics is to isolate. And I talk to a lot of women, I'm sure you do too, Candy, that, that will come and, and sometimes open up and share their struggles and they feel so alone in those struggles. And I have yet to have a single woman come to me and share a struggle that I've not experienced or talked with somebody else who's experienced. And so if the enemy has you believing you're the exception that nobody else has struggled with this thing or in this way, or that it's more difficult for you, or it's different for you, um, then, then the number one thing you need to do to fight against that is to to connect, to fellowship, to find community, to get into conversation with others, because that's the number one thing that can really break apart those lies that you're alone. Um, Isolation is is such a scary place to be. And and God built us for relationship. He sent Christ that we can be restored in relationship with him. And so um, I love that you had shared that because I know that is such a big thing. I actually had a client this morning who was like, I'm feeling so discouraged. I'm failing at all of the things. And I really don't want to talk about nor be coached on it. And it's like, that Ooh. is right there. Like it's isolation, you know, it's discouragement. Yes. Those are the tricks of the enemy. And so, um, I love that you had shared that because it's so, so very real. And, and I love that you had talked about seeking him every day, get in God's word, pray. Like that's the number one thing that we can do. And I love what you had shared about your resources about the gospel of John. Cause I think a lot of people don't know that I've heard people say, okay, well, where do I start reading scripture? And some people will say, John, because of that, it's who Jesus is and what he did for you. And some people say Proverbs because it's very logical. And if you're not used to being a yeah. believer and having faith and um, then Proverbs is very good because you're so you usually it's very logical, right? We can think about it. And when you become a believer, you're arguably insane because you just have faith that that is so hard to understand and peace that surpasses understanding. And, um, so I just love that. I love that you have these resources. Um, I would love for you to share a little bit more candy on how people can connect with you. You know, you have a podcast, you mentioned your community, um, you offer coaching. Tell us a little bit more about all of that. 
So I do have a Facebook community. I, I just love Facebook groups because it's just like a little party. You get to chat with people and meet people right. and everything. So I think it's kind of cool. Um, I also have my podcast. I drop a new episode every week. I really talk all biblical stuff. I talk about um, helping just women overcome beliefs that are holding them back. Um, that's really why my podcast started because of what God had brought me through. Um, so I talk a lot now about just, um, you know, for women that want to create a life in, in the business, if they're in business that honors God, you know, and I think it all goes together. You know, we all, we work, everybody seems to do something, you know, or have a side business or, or you know, a work from home opportunity or something like that. So I just feel like what I saw is a lot of people not understanding how to balance that, especially, and you know, Sasha, if you work from home, that means you could work all the time. Right. <laughs> so you have to learn to like put that aside and, um, and have those conversations with your family. And since I've done it for so long, for 15 years, like I've, my, I had to have conversations with my family. Like they understand, like I had to put a sign on my office door, do not disturb. I am recording. <laughs> you know, right. Kind of uh, but, um, but I also have two kids that are entrepreneurs because of it. You know, they're always thinking about what can I, what can I do? What can I sell? What can I make? So it's kind of cool. They, they really dream big. So that is one of the advantages. But um, the other thing is I have a free resource for you that I, I really love sharing with everybody. Cause when I would coach people and talk to them and listen to maybe they've just only had people speak negative to them all their life. And they just began to internalize that and believe it. And I think we all can do that. And it doesn't even have to be that you're in a terrible, toxic relationship. It could just be something somebody says and you just start internalizing that belief. And so I would say you need to go through the Bible and find the verses that speak to you and like repeat them over and over again, put them in front of you. Like, um, you know, because it, it talks about thinking on these things, whatever's, you know, lovely and a wonderful, all the, I don't even, I really have the verse memorized, but you know, I know what it is. Right. Honorable, <laughs> like, true. true. Uh, yeah. 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 It's like, they, you know, because I think God knew that we would, um, our mind would just get full of junk and then we get this rut of thinking and we, and we don't think the way that he wanted to. It's like, Hey, think on these good things. And so I created these biblical affirmation cards. Cause I felt like I would tell people to do that, but then they might've felt lost about where to go. Mm. So um, it's like, a card that you can print on cardstock and my daughter made them pretty because <laughs> she makes everything pretty. And it says, you know, like I'm worthy. And then it has a Bible verse to go with every one of them because I don't believe in some of the things that the world says, you know, I'm not gonna, um, I do believe in speaking positive words, but I also don't believe in false hope. And I know that the only hope is through the word of God and through him. And so there's 18 cards. They're free to you. They're on my website. Um, Sasha can put it in the show notes for you to go grab those um, and just, you can save them to your phone or you can print them on cardstock. Um, I will tell you, I had uh, some printed out just, I was sharing on social media and my daughter had said that a young lady had called her that was suicidal and she just needed somebody to talk to. And I said, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to talk to her about? You know, just kind of coach it. I mean, my daughter's 18, you know, mm. And, uh, and she's had some training on stuff like this already. And she said, I'm just going to listen, mom. And I'm like, oh, that's right. Just listen. You know, yeah. I said, here, take these cards to her. And, um, and later on that girl had, had put a little thing on her Snapchat and she had one of those cards sitting there and had posted about having that in front of her and reading it. 
And I thought that makes me so happy. So oh. the cards are free to everybody. So I want everybody to have them <laughs> so they can just, you know, meditate on those, you know, every, yeah. every day. So, but yes, I connect with me on my social platforms. Um, and of course my podcast, Sasha can put that link in there for my podcast. So. Awesome. You were just sharing that story and um, having struggled with, you know, suicidal thoughts in the past. And like, that almost made me cry. Cause I'm like, I wish I had somebody like that, you know, that was just like, I'm just going to listen and and to share a gift that is so founded in truth. And, you know, I'm like, my coaching program is called the, I am it's intentionally abundant motherhood. Um, but mm-hmm. I've got, uh, the, the affirmation stickers and, and in the planner, we talk about, um, like there's the I am affirmations page, which are all biblical. You know, I am blessed. I am chosen. I am I called. Um, but then there's, I am elaborations where I actually encourage people. If there's any, they're struggling to believe that our biblical truths, let's go find those scriptures and, and really back up this affirmation. And so mm-hmm. I've heard people completely discount <laughs> affirmations, but it's like, no, you have to have that truth attached to them. And so I love that your cards um, that your cards share that. And I'm just like, we are, we are just soul sisters here, Candy. So thank yeah. you so much for coming on and sharing. I will definitely drop all of those links in the show notes. So you can go to her website, snag those affirmations. You can listen to her podcast and go to her group. Even I'm, I'm excited to even check out that gospel of John study because it's not a book that I've really spent a lot of time sitting in, you know, I've read it multiple times, mm-hmm. but I've not studied it. And so I'd love to know the way that you study the Bible too, because there are so many ways. And so I appreciate everything that you've shared, um, faith, motherhood, encouragement, uh, how we can balance all the things and just how your journey too was one that was founded on some rockiness and, um, and just kind of learning through the struggles at times. And so thank you for sharing that wisdom with us. And um, I just really appreciate it. So God bless you, Candy. God bless all the listeners. And I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. Thank you so much. friends. I am so excited that you tuned in and received value and were blessed by this episode. I hope that if you are someone struggling to understand God's word, to be consistent and get quiet in God's word, to rewrite those thoughts and beliefs that you're having with God's truth, I invite you to join us in the Seek First Challenge. It's an eight-week Bible study with accountability and so much more starting February 14th. Check the link in the show notes. We'll see you inside.